What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I have talked so much today. I'm feeling like a little slap happy, but I can also tell that my voice is kind of going out. So we are going to keep this short and sweet. Today's episode is a solo episode. It is part one of our training journey. So this is going to come in two parts this week and next week. And this first part is kind of just like a lot of background information just about me and my anxiety (laughs) (laughs) and um, how we got Layla, what life was like in the early stages of having Layla, and yeah, just a lot of background. And then next week's episode is part two, and it's really going to get into more of like the training journey and the different methods that we used, my mindset, different things like that. Um, But I felt like knowing this background was really important, and some of you just may not know all of this stuff about me and Layla and about how uh, for a while, I kind of like resented her. Um, and we did not like each other. So we do not have the great relationship like how we do today. You know, we still have up and ups and downs, but it's nothing compared to what it used to be like. And so I wanted to share that. And I felt like it was important to know that going into the next part of this whole training journey saga, I guess you could say. So before we get into today's episode I'm going to show you the happies and crappies so I asked this the other day on my story and I'm not gonna lie I have not looked at them yet so these are gonna be fresh we'll start with the crappies my crappy has probably just been I want to say it's because I've been really busy but honestly I feel like my busyness has been really productive so I don't really want to call that a crappy yeah, I don't really know what my crappy is. Probably that I haven't been getting enough sleep, but I also feel pretty energized. Oh, I know what my crappy is. It's my period cramps. I'm I'm really sorry if that makes you uncomfortable, but my cramps have been god freaking awful. So that's definitely my crappy. <laughs> All right, let's see what some of your all's crappies are. Wedding planning is rough right now. I feel this so hard. This has been the reason that I've been so busy here recently. Um, It's because I've been wedding planning and it just like involves a lot of emails and calls and various things like that, but it's been productive. So I feel you on that one though. Let's see. This person did not get the job that they had hoped to. This person had a hour and a half commute day which that kind of sucks but it's a good opportunity to catch up on all of your dog mom mentality podcast episodes with your hour and a half commute let's see oh my gosh a lot of job stuff guys so this person is looking for a new job because of rumors that their company is selling this person is trying to leave their job this person's crappy made me laugh They said, I have the shits, literally and figuratively. Good luck with that. This person said that their voice is going, which I feel that. I've talked so much recently. A nasty comment from an owner of a dog I asked to call away from us. Ugh, I feel for you, girlfriend. I hope that you were able to come home and, you know, kind of decompress from that, both you and your dog, and then you were able to find a moment of, like, a small win for you all to make up for that crappy moment. And this person said that they got sick from a work lunch because they didn't know that it was uh, it had their allergy food in it. So it didn't know that they had a food in it that they were allergic to. So I hope you're feeling better. So lots of lots of work stuff. Um, it's it's interesting because work is actually something that I've thought about talking about more on the podcast and on my Instagram and TikTok. So if that is something that you would like find relatable, especially trying to balance a nine to five while doing, you know, other things such as like 
doing a podcast, owning a business, being a dog owner, because you know, that can be really demanding at times. If that is something that you are interested in hearing more of, like combining work with various things, let me know because we can definitely talk about that. Okay, on to our happies. So this person said their lab is signed up for duck training and their border collie has her first herding lesson. And that's so fun. Um, We did herding lessons last spring and they were really, really fun. And it's just such a great outlet for your dog. This person said they are going to visit their family. This person said last day of their job tomorrow. Uh, This person, their pup rocked his first group training class. That's amazing. Um, This person wrote their first ever proposal for a brand for like a partnership on Instagram. So that is so exciting. I'm so proud of you. Vacations, vacations, vacations. Um, starting to find humor in the craziness of life. I love this happy. I feel like that's just a huge personal development happy. That's really, really great. This person's possibly coming home to a new puppy next week. That's exciting. Be prepared. Be proactive. Listen to my podcast playlist on bringing home a new puppy. There's tons of episodes in there on like the financials and well, actually, the financials aren't the, aren't in there yet, but they will be. I have a have a recording with somebody that's all about uh, the financials of having a dog. That's pretty exciting. That'll be coming up. But yeah, check out my podcast playlist for for the new puppy. That'll be a good one. Let's see. Went on a bike ride with their dog. So much fun. All about finding like the small fun things in life. Working with a new dog trainer. Interview for a remote role tomorrow. And then getting to go to an empty dog park. So that's amazing. So lots of stuff, you know, going on. Um, I feel like the summer is always really crazy in terms of of things coming up and things coming about. And thank you all for sharing your happies and crappies with me once again. Okay, we are going to get into this episode. It's all about uh, the first half of what I like to call our training journey. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via DM or email and I will get back to you or try to get back to you or answer it collectively like on a story or on a reel or a post, uh, whatever I find is best for the question. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into this episode with yours truly. No matter the age of your pet, so much planning is involved when setting them up for success. From the hours of training, to the socialization, to the confidence building. But have you ever considered that the thing causing them a difference in their behavior, whether it's agitation or anxiety, might be a bit more complex than just training? This past year, I began to factor in how Layla's digestion could be affecting her behavior and mood. I didn't previously consider this because it really isn't something that you can outwardly see, nor could she communicate that to me. But after reading her food label, I decided to find a brand that was more balanced, holistic, and fueled her for all of our training and play sessions. But I still wanted it to be convenient for me and all of our trips and even hand feeding. This is when Solid Gold entered our lives. Layla was immediately obsessed with their food and I am equally obsessed with the benefits she gets from it. Up to 80% of a pet's immune system is influenced by the gut, making the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals so important to your pet's overall health and well-being, which, you guessed it, also includes things like their nervous system and behavior. Layla has been eating Solid Gold's new Nutrient Boost line, which is powered by plasma, making it extra nutritious, extra delicious, and providing extra immunity. The added plasma ingredient works to reduce inflammation and increase absorption, making sure that she gets every nutrient possible in her little tummy. And all of this is in kibble form, making it extremely easy and functional for us. Beyond their large variety of customizable food, Solid Gold also makes meal toppers, flavorful bone broths, and supplements. You can snag their products on Amazon, Chewy, Petco, and PetSmart. And find all the details about Solid Gold on their website, solidgoldpet.com. That's also linked in the show notes. Layla assures you that you will not regret checking out Solid Gold for your pet. 
Good morning, everybody. It may not be a morning to you, but it's a morning to me because I just woke up from a nap. So anytime I wake up from a nap, it's kind of like my day starts over. But we had such a big morning today. We went to a sniff spot and it was literally incredible. I was so excited to go. And then it just turned out to be like one of the greatest and best $12 I've ever spent. So I paid $12 for me and Layla to go to somebody's house that has a farm. And we basically rented their 10 acre yard for an hour. So I actually paid $18 because I rented it for an hour and a half. But it was us and these 10 acres and nothing else but the cows (laughs) and it was fabulous um it was like it was literally so great so just go on your on your little phone right now I give you permission to pause this and google sniff spot s-n-i-f-f-s-p-o-t and look it up for yourself look and see if there's any around you And it's a really great place, especially for reactive dogs, just because it's like you're renting out a big dog park, but you know, it's guaranteed that it's just going to be you and your dog. I actually, I really just can't say good enough things. I feel like I could make a whole episode on sniff spots and how incredible of invention it is, how easy the website is, how great the one we went to was, how it was like the best $12 investment ever, like this is basically an ad, but seriously, go check it out because it was like the best thing ever. I am going to make a video or something of all the things that Layla did, just her initial zoomies because I let her off leash. And then she just had literally the time of her life running around and so much space and she loved watching the cows. So it was It was just a great experience, but that is not what this episode is about. So this episode has been a long time coming. I am basically just going to recap our training experience, and this might end up being like a two-part episode just because it's going to be long because I want to go into detail about a few different things. So I'm going to break this down into different segments of my life with Layla. So I'm going to talk about from the time that we got her, actually, let's talk about even like why we got her and how we got her. And then up until about her first birthday, and then we'll go from her first birthday until probably hmm, maybe March of 2021. And then we'll go from March of 2021 up until the end of 2021, basically. And then we'll talk about this year. So those are kind of the, I guess, let's see, before we got her, from when we got her, to she was a year old, and then to March, and then the rest of 2021. So what is that, like four or five segments? Um, and I, I want to do that for like a few different reasons, because one, the way we were training, if at all, is very different in all three of those times. Layla's behavior is different in all of those times. And that's like the best way for me to kind of break it up into when I saw improvements. And my emotional well-being was very, very different throughout all of those times. So for each of those periods, I will kind of describe where we were at, you know, Uh, in our relationship, the time period, how old she was, how long we've had her, how and if we were training at the time and my approach and the why behind my approach, which I think people will find relatable and also kind of funny um, given where we were, where we are at today. So, and then her behavior and her relationship and some of the different struggles that we went through, some of her triggers, some of the things that we were really uh, struggling with or she was really struggling with. My emotional well-being at each segment or each time period because I think that the having a general idea about where my headspace was like says a lot and it does have a really big impact on the 
why behind like why I was training or, or the why behind how I was training her. This like brain fog of me just waking up is kicking in. Um, uh, and then the last piece that I'll try to talk about in each of the different segments when applicable is my training. So my training, what I was doing for myself, what mental steps I was taking, what kind of self-care I was doing, and kind of just like some mental prep I was doing before we went on a walk, things I was doing to help myself recover after a walk or after a challenging situation, and we'll go from there. Let's first start with how and why Layla came into our lives. And I want to start here because I want to talk about my feelings towards Layla whenever we first got her, because that really affects how, like, I managed my emotions around her and how I trained her or lack of training that we did in the next time period. So let's just get started. So we were in our last semester of college, me and my now fiance. And we had been talking about getting a dog, but he is very spontaneous and he pulled the trigger and decided one weekend that he really, really wanted a dog. And it was going to be his dog. Uh, Whatever dog we got was going to stay at his apartment for the remainder of college. This was in February of 2020. And she was going to be our dog, but it was was really going to be his dog. He was going to basically take on all the responsibilities and whenever I came over to his house in college I was going to be there to take cute pictures of the dog and take them on a walk whenever but really it was going to be more so his responsibility and so yeah I really just like did not want to have anything to do with a dog besides to take cute pictures with it and like it snuggle with me but like that was basically it (laughs) That was basically it. So I, we, well, we found the dog. We found Layla, basically. And she was on Craigslist. And we were really looking at Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, Pet Finder, Rescues. And Craigslist was the quickest option because we found her and we were able to go pick her up within like the weekend. Whereas with a rescue or with pet finder, we were having to like fill out paperwork in order to even see a dog. And going back to he's spontaneous, he like wanted it immediately. Um, and so he found Layla on Craigslist. She was a cutie. Uh, she looked really derpy in her pictures. And on the listing, it said that she was a mini Australian Shepherd. And that seemed great to me, mini. Okay, the dog's going to be smaller, thank God. You know, less to clean up, uh, less shedding than a normal-sized Aussie, and smaller poops. And, you know, hopefully I could, like, pick her up and put her in a bag, and she'd be great. Okay, good, good, good. Also, I was hyped that it was an Australian Shepherd because my mom's boyfriend had an Australian Shepherd and she was a really, really great dog. So I was just like really excited that it was going to be a good dog and it was going to be smaller. And so I was actually visiting my mom at the time where she lived. And so I didn't even go with him to pick Layla up or to like see her for the first time. And so him and his roommate met the person that had Layla prior to us and was selling her at a PetSmart or a Petco or something like that. And they had gotten her and she was disgusting. They said she smelled so, so bad. And she was, I think three months, a little over three months. And she was already like 15 pounds. And they were like, this dog's paws are huge. There's no way that she's going to be a small dog, but like, okay, whatever. She's ours now. So they brought her home and, you know, gave her a bath, got her all the good things. And she was a really playful puppy. And I remember meeting her for the first time and she was really playful and she was really, really soft. And she just was like a ball of energy. 
bouncing all over the place. She was playing with like a three-year-old dog that was probably 60 or 70 pounds. So this like small 15 pound puppy was playing with like a 60 or 70 pound huge dog and she was keeping up with that other dog and it was just really funny. And I you know, I saw her, I watched her. She was really funny. I was having a bit of anxiety whenever she was playing with the bigger dog because I just was worried. And, you know, they were playing just like normal dogs, but, uh, the rough housing, like I had never really seen that because I only had one dog growing up. And so I never like ever really saw dogs play. And I was just like having anxiety because of that. (laughs) And just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like what if one of these dogs gets hurt? And it was just like normal play. But I was definitely having like some anxiety. And where Layla was just running around all over the place, like that also was giving me major anxiety. So anyways, you know, I watched them have fun and I petted on Layla and she was really cute. And then I left and went to my own house because it was college and we didn't live together. So that's basically how the first month with her went. And I just was like, gonna be there to have puppy snuggles and it'd be fun. And like, that was it. He could deal with the poop and like feeding her and training and like the bathroom breaks. But overall, like that was it. I will add that we did start crate training her from like day three, I think after Bobby got her and she was a really great dog in her crate, like never made any messes, never whined, never cried. So like that was one thing that I do want to say because that changes later on in the story of the grand scheme of things. Um, so yeah, she was like a really great dog in the crate. Okay. Fast forward, um, to March of 2022, we were about to go to a concert we had found somebody to watch Layla and then COVID hits and all hell breaks loose in the world. And so this dog that we had gotten a month prior was now going to have to go to her third home in life. So the farm that she grew up on or the farm that, you know, she was born on and then Bobby's apartment in college. And then we were now going to go live me, Bobby and Layla at my mom's house because it was COVID. (laughs) (laughs) fun stuff. And my mom was actually still in a different state. So we had her house to ourselves. So it was just me, Bobby and Layla in a house. And that is when we start the, I guess, second part of the timeline. So like the second time segment in this full story. So the second time segment goes from... I guess March of 2020 up until about Layla's first birthday, which is at the end of October. And so it was us three. She was still a really cute puppy and we had all the time in the world because COVID had started and we were at home and we were in our last semester of college. So we didn't have like a lot of work. And so our days like were just easy going. That's really all you could say was just very easy going. So we would get up, we would go for a walk with Layla, a really big walk around my neighborhood, or we would go to a park and walk and, you know, we would come home. I was like starting to teach her how to sit and lay and shake and spin and like all of those really cute tricks. And we would, you know, play with her whenever she was, had the zoomies and, you know, we'd take a walk in the evening and then we'd go to bed and start over the next day. And so she didn't like we took her on walks and everything, but she didn't really get like a lot of socialization with different sounds, different people and different dogs, which she's pretty dog neutral now. But that's uh, it's just really important to note that because of COVID, we weren't like actively seeking out socialization for her because one, I didn't really realize like how important it was and neither did Bobby. And 
I know if we would have been in college, we would have had friends that also had dogs. And so she definitely would have gotten socialization with them. She would have seen a whole slew of people if we were still in college. And so she would have had a lot of socialization around humans and just being in college. And she was going to live in a house with like four other boys. She would have had a lot of sensitization to different sounds and like scenery and energies. But because COVID had happened and it was just us three, it was a very chill, easygoing environment where it was just me, her, and Bobby. And the socialization that she had came from us two. I mean, that was really it. Even whenever we would go on our walks, it was a very easygoing environment because of the neighborhood that I lived in. There was no real construction. Um, You know, everybody is like happy-go-lucky and no other like real dogs that were just like out and loose. You know, everybody walked their dog on a leash and I don't know, just like very easygoing. We didn't really like run into any problems because no triggers were presented to us, if that makes sense. But still, because I didn't really have the knowledge of that dogs need to be exposed to all of, all of these things in order to, you know, be able to recover quicker or like have that socialization or have that exposure to different noises so that, you know, they're not like fearful of everything in life. Um, if you do take them into a busier environment, Like, those are things that I didn't know that you were supposed to do with a dog. And so, therefore, we just, like, settled with our very easygoing life for the months that we were living at my mom's house. Yeah, really want to emphasize the, like, I was working with the knowledge that I had at the time, which was, like, basically none in terms of dogs and owning a dog. I, like, didn't really realize that you know, the biological fulfillment that you should give them and like the exposure to different sounds and different textures and different things going on. I had like no knowledge of that. And so while I'm going through this big story, I want to give myself a lot of grace in that I was working with what I knew at the time. (laughs) Because there are definitely things in here that going back through them, they're going to make me cringe. (laughs) But I have to remember, I was like working with what I knew at the time. And in those moments, we thought that we were doing our best. So that's really important to remember throughout this whole story. And even whenever you look back on your own personal story with your dog, it's really important to remember that and give yourself some grace, even though you might have done something at one point that really makes you cringe now. So we lived at my mom's house until June of 2020, yeah. So we lived there from March of 2020 from when the pandemic started until June of 2020. And then we moved into the house that we live in today. So we rent this house, but we moved into there like June 5th, I think, of 2020. And so then... Layla went from living in a very easygoing, quiet neighborhood to living in another neighborhood, but was definitely a little bit busier, was louder because we're closer to the city. Um, There were a lot more things going on in this neighborhood, a lot more kids playing outside. The neighborhood itself was a lot bigger. It was by some schools. It was by some churches. Um, it's by a a road. So like you can hear a lot of traffic and it's just like busier and louder and more things going on. And so I think that was a really big difference and really played a role in her behavior changes. So once we moved here, I started to see some of her big behavior changes and big reactions to various triggers. So probably the biggest thing was the skateboards. Um, There is a road over in our neighborhood that is a really, really nice walking path, but it goes by a 
park and a school and there's also a skate park and a gas station and there were or there was a time that I was walking her on that path and she was always kind of a puller but I don't know it just it didn't really like bother me that much um just because she was like excited to sniff or like excited to see people And that was like my mentality at the time that she was excited. Uh, But then this one time, some skateboarders had, it was like a skateboarder and a bicycle and I don't know, maybe a couple skateboarders and somebody on a bike. I can't remember exactly, but they uh, just like weren't watching where they were going and almost ran into us. Um, and then ever since Layla was absolutely terrified of skateboards, the sound of them, somebody skating from, you know, a hundred feet away, somebody even carrying a skateboard, walking over in that direction of the neighborhood. Um, and then on top of that, bigger things like trucks going by that made weird noises, or sirens. Uh, There were just like a lot of things that really, really, really started to trigger her. And her reaction to those things is to flee. So she was a flight risk. Um, And so at the sight of a skateboard, or if you would hear one rolling, she would run in the complete opposite direction. She was at the end of her leash pulling out of fear. So not out of excitement anymore, out of fear. And she was like, even though she was in a harness, she was pulling so hard that it felt like she was having an anxiety attack. It was so scary. I remember this one specific time we were trying to walk on that same path because it had been a while and I really wanted to walk on that path. And so I took her and we heard a skateboard and she immediately was at the end of her leash pulling through her harness was like not choking herself but she was like running out of breath because she was pulling so hard and like I just I felt helpless I felt like I couldn't do anything I was so sad because I saw this really innocent puppy just so scared of the world And there was nothing that I could do about it. I couldn't like completely eliminate skateboards out of our life. Um, You know, I can't control everything. Uh, But I just was so sad. And so, you know, I remember coming home and like me and Bobby were basically taking turns walking her. And I just remember telling him, we can't go on that on that path anymore with her. She gets so scared. And like, I don't want to risk seeing somebody on a bike or a skateboard and her acting like that because it was terrifying and really embarrassing. And I didn't know what to do and I felt helpless. And so that eventually led to us only walking her on our street. It even got to a point that if we tried to walk her off of our street, even if we were heading in the direction of walking off of our street once we got to a certain point where it was about 10 feet before we would turn like onto the next street she would run in the opposite direction back towards our house terrified so it was to a point that we couldn't even walk her off of our street um and so at that point I was happy with that because not I don't want to say happy but I was okay with that I should say because That meant that she felt safe, uh, that she wasn't going to embarrass us, that she wasn't going to make me sad because of her getting terrified of those scary things like skateboards and sirens and trucks. And so I was content with only walking her on our street. And yeah, it came in handy that we had a backyard because I would let her run out there and to me, I was thinking, okay, this is great. I'll only walk her on our, on our street, less work for me, you know, less work that I had to do with walking her more time that I could do whatever I wanted because our walks weren't as long since we were only walking on our street. And yeah, you know, I was pretty content with it, but it was really, really sad seeing her act the way that she was 
like how how terrified she was of the world whenever we were off of our street. And so from that point, whenever we moved to our new house until probably like March of the next year, we were only walking on our street (laughs) because Layla was scared. (laughs) I laugh. It's kind of like a nervous laugh because it sucked. Um, It really, really sucked. And she definitely wasn't getting like the exercise that she needed because of it. So Yeah, Layla was really scared of a lot of things, skateboards being one of them, Uh, just anything that rolled, it eventually evolved into that, just anything that rolled scared her, yeah, yeah, so that was, that was basically our life up until the following year, she was very scared of a lot of things, okay, then let's hop into like September of 2020, I was, I guess, a couple months into working. Bobby had started to work. Um, I was working from home and he was working in an office. And so I started to take on a little bit more responsibilities with Layla just because I worked from home and was with her more time. And during this time, we didn't have a routine. I wasn't really training her besides cute tricks. And Like, as you heard, I wasn't doing a lot of, like, things with her because we could only walk her on our street. And play wasn't something big in our life at the time. Training wasn't something big. Relationship building wasn't something big in our life. And so we basically were just, like, coexisting with each other at this point. Like, obviously, I would take her on walks and feed her. But, like, I was really doing the bare minimum. And... I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the quote unquote dog mom. (laughs) We, if I could best describe it, it was like, I was walking her and feeding her and watering her and we were just coexisting. That was basically it. If she got on my nerves, I would like put her in the backyard. (laughs) Completely opposite of where we are today. But in September, some things started to change So Bobby was now going into an office. So it was me and Layla coexisting. Emphasis on the coexisting. It was like Bobby described it as we were stepsisters thrown into the same house trying to get along with each other. (laughs) That's like how we described our relationship at that point. And so we didn't really have like a problem with each other. It just was like we weren't going out of our way for each other. It wasn't like... It wasn't a real relationship. It was more so that we just lived in the same house. So if you can imagine that, that's how me and Layla were for the first, I don't know, what, like nine months of us like knowing each other. (laughs) It makes me laugh. Okay. But in September, Bobby started going into work and the person that we were renting our house from decided to sell it while we were renting it. And so they were trying to find somebody to sell it to that would also rent it to us. But there were people looking at the house that were like wanted it as a rental property. And then there were people that wanted it as an actual home. And this is a very nice house. I mean, we are incredibly fortunate and lucky that we have this space. But I could understand why somebody would want it as an actual house. Um, About 50% of the houses on our street are rentals, 50 are owned. So, like, I understood why some people wanted to actually buy it and live in it. But there were a lot of people in and out to see the house. And we were obviously living here. Layla was living here. And so, You know, they would come in the middle of the day, whether that be somebody looking at the property or the current landlord or an inspector or whatever the case may be. Somebody would come sometimes with very little notice, um, even though the notice was supposed to be 48 hours. And I always had to keep this house extremely clean because people were coming to view it. And there were times that you know, they would kind of show up unannounced and I would have to like rush Layla into her crate and, you know, quit what I was doing. And it just, it really fueled my anxiety. So 
that is when I, I, I always had like general anxiety just because I put a lot of pressure on myself, but this was like a new case of anxiety. This was like a very anticipated somebody coming to the house. And like, I always had to be like ready kind of anxiety. Like I always had to make sure everything was a hundred percent perfect in our house because I never knew when they were going to come. And the landlord that we currently had was not very friendly. So I always had to be on my game. I always had to be ready. The landlord wasn't very nice. So I was like, just always anticipating this very odd and like weird and not friendly scenario in my own house that I was renting. Yeah, so I just had a lot of anxiety at this time. Lots and lots and lots of anxiety. And on top of that, Layla was also exhibiting some very new and different behaviors at this point. So she had never been a chewer up until this. And at this point, she started like chewing on things, which was not great because we were having people come and look at our house And she, yeah, she started to get a little destructive, which I guess happens in the quote unquote teenage years of a dog, um, which she was about to turn one. So I guess it makes sense, but it was like very stress inducing and very frustrating and just like added to my anxiety. So lots of anxiety at this point. The landlord was not very friendly. Um, I had some really, really bad encounters with her. And so I almost started having like PTSD of like those experiences with her. And at the time my office was downstairs and it was in front of a window and I could see who was coming, like whenever somebody would like pull up or pass the house in their car. And it got to the point that like every time somebody passed the house or like was slowing down by the house I would get intense anxiety because I thought it might be her and she was having like rental cars at the time so I never knew what car she was going to show up in I would have like intense anxiety anytime a car would pass by and like I wasn't really able to work I like never wanted to leave the house because I was scared that she was going to come here unannounced and like just walk in without us being here. And it was just a really, really bad time for my mental health. So at the same time, Layla started showing these really unfavorable behaviors, like she was starting to chew on things and she just was like acting out a little more. Um, and because of some of the things going on in our life and like the landlord thing, I was having to kind of control her a little bit more. And I realized she would not listen to me. She would only listen to Bobby. Um, if I would tell her to get off the couch, she would just look at me like I didn't even say anything. (laughs) Um, she wasn't really listening to me. If I let her out in the backyard, she, like, wouldn't come when called. She was getting worse on our walks, um, like, in terms of pulling more and just wasn't listening to me on walks. And it just became very, very frustrating. It was, like, horrible, honestly. And on top of that, we had an experience with the landlord that she would came over with very little notice. And I had to rush Layla into her crate. And ever since that day, for like the next six months, anytime that we would put Layla in her crate, she became aggressive. And so at first, it was just she became aggressive whenever we were going to close the crate door. So it was almost like a barrier aggression, I guess. Um, She would bark. She would lunge out of her crate. She would go to her crate um, and lay in it. But then whenever you were about to close it, she would like stick her head in between the door and the crate itself so that you couldn't actually close it. She would bark aggressively. She would show her teeth. She would growl. 
And once you actually got the crate closed, it was fine. She was fine. She, you know, didn't make a peep. Um, whenever you go to open up the door, she was excited to see you. She was happy, but actually putting her up and closing the crate door, she became very, very aggressive. And neither Bobby and I, like neither Bobby nor I, we didn't know what to do. And so that was very, very hard on me. And it escalated to, you know, we had, we developed a routine that I would walk her in the morning, you know, walk her in the middle of the day, and then I would go to put her up um, so that I could work for a little bit without her, like, walking around and me having to keep a close eye on her. I would just put her up. And so we developed that routine, and it started to get to the point that she would pick up on you know, after this midday walk, I go to my crate. Therefore, I'm going to start getting a little anxious. And like, I am going to start showing some of that aggression prior to even going up to my crate. That also had me on edge 24-7, you know, on top of the being on a, being on edge and being anxious uh, about the landlord coming over unannounced. I was also on edge about putting my own dog in her crate and dealing with some of the frustrating behaviors that she was showing. And so there were times that, you know, she would pick up on, okay, after this midday walk, I go to my crate and I don't like going to my crate. It's a scary place now. Um, It's, you know, I, she didn't like the door closing on her. And so it, got to the point of that whenever I would take her leash off before we would go upstairs and she would go to her crate, she would start snapping at me at that point. Um, And then her behavior around the crate escalated to she would guard it. She would not go in it. She would guard it. And if you stepped too close to her while she was doing that, she would snap, she would bark, she would growl. And this was all towards me. You know what I mean? Like, her aggression at this moment was towards me and I didn't have the capacity to think about how this was like all linked together my anxiety her fear I just saw it as like aggression I didn't really see it as like a fear of anything um and I didn't really link our behavior towards each other at that time like my anxiety to how that added to how she was acting or why she was acting a certain way I just saw it as all very frustrating I didn't really have a lot of coping mechanisms at that point we weren't really doing any training um, or playing or relationship building of any kind and so it really just turned into our relationship sucked I hated having a dog I just, I hated it. I hated having a dog. Her aggression at that point was like, it just sent me off the, off the edge. Uh, she would start barking and growling and it was directed towards me. And I just like would break down. I couldn't do anything. I was very helpless at the time. Uh, just very, I just was in a really bad headspace. That's all you can really say. And so it even got to the point of, you know, I didn't really know how to deal with the crate thing, especially. And we had started working on a few different behaviors and made like a little bit of progress. Um, But the crate thing, we just, we didn't know how to get over it. And me and Bobby both tried to work with her. There were multiple times that we were, you know, trying to train her with being like relaxed around her crate. And I had talked to trainers on the phone. This was 2020. So a a lot of things were still virtually and there were a lot of things that we tried to do and, uh, they weren't working. There was times that I got bit, um, not bad, but she definitely made contact with my skin and we were like left both crying and I was constantly frustrated with her. And it even got to the point of, Bobby and I talking about rehoming her and I could not stand to think about myself rehoming a dog and that was kind of a slap in the face that we needed to do 
more. I needed to do more work with her. We needed to figure out how to solve this. And so from that point forward, it was like, how can we solve this huge problem in our life? Because I'm not getting rid of a dog. That's just like not something that I will do. But at the same time, I was very frustrated. I was in a really, really bad mental space. I wasn't really thinking about a lot of things with logic. And I wanted a quick fix to this problem. So that's when we go into the next time segment. And I feel like this is a good stopping place. I've been talking for almost an hour now, well, almost 45 minutes, but there were some things that I had to do prior to this recording that I also had to talk. So I'm going to give my voice a break and we will pick up on the third time segment with Layla. But up until this point, we had no relationship built. We weren't really doing a lot of training We definitely weren't playing the way we do today. And Layla was a very scared puppy dog of skateboards and anything that rolled and anything that made a weird noise. And we couldn't walk off of our street because she was so scared that she would run in the opposite direction. She was what I call a flight risk because if I would let go of a leash by accident, while she was scared of a skateboard or whatever, she would run in the opposite direction and I have, would have no idea where she would go. There were multiple times that I was embarrassed because of her behavior while we were walking uh, because the flight risk and her fleeing and running in the opposite direction I thought made me look like a very bad dog owner, even though that's something that I really can't control. And yeah, the crate stuff, you know, so even though Layla was a flight risk outside of the house, she was a fighter inside of the house. She would, you know, show her teeth if she didn't like what you were telling her to do. She would bark at you if you told her to get off the couch and she didn't want to. And then, yeah, going up to the crate was a very stress inducing experience. Um, But we couldn't leave her out of the crate because we didn't know what she would do, uh, how she would chew on things or, you know, if she would have an accident or whatever the case may be. Um, But yeah, the crate stuff was awful. It was a living hell um, because my dog was barking and growling and showing her teeth and snapping towards me and towards Bobby. So that is where we will pick up the next time that I pick up the microphone. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.